0: Hello, writers, readers, and those who are just writing curious. Welcome to another episode of The Mediocre Writer. Now, I've mentioned a few times that I am currently enrolled in screenwriting classes, screenwriting being the initial inspiration for me to become a writer. And now that I'm a little deeper into the courses, I've gotten a stronger understanding of the differences between writing screenplays and writing books. So today, I wanted to talk about how screenwriting differs from book writing because I believe that screenwriting actually offers many unique skill sets you may not find from writing books that can help you write better books or better whatever it is you're trying to write. So let's start by just briefly defining screenwriting. I'm sure you're all somewhat familiar with it, but there always seems to be a little bit of an air of mystery when it comes to screenplays. They're not readily available on store shelves the way that books are, so I wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page when we talk about scripts. Screenwriting is simply writing a script for visual media, most commonly associated with film, but it can also be used for like TV shows, PSAs, video games, the list goes on. Basically, if you're writing for a visual medium, you're most likely screenwriting. You may hear me switch between the terms script and screenplay during the episode. Just know that screenplays are specifically for the screen while scripts can be used for any medium whether it's visual or non. So radio could be an example. And because I have no experience in radio, my tips and advice for this episode are gonna be strictly regarding writing for the screen. Now, writing in a visual medium is obviously gonna be very different from writing a book. But how do these differ on the page? If I can sum up the biggest difference in one word, it's economy. Screenplays are designed to have the smallest word count possible. If you've ever seen one, you know there's a lot of white space on that page. And this is done for a few reasons. First and foremost, because words on the page have a dollar amount associated with them when it comes to screenplays. And I don't mean that writers are being paid by the word necessarily. Whatever a screenwriter gets paid for the script, it's going to be pennies compared to what the studio is paying to produce it. What I mean is that every line of dialogue, every bit of description, every page that you add to your script, it's going to cost the studio money in production costs. They need to hire actors to speak the lines you've written. They're going to have equipment for the, to film the scenes. They're going to have sets that need to be designed and built, craft services to feed all the people that are on set. The list goes on. That's why if you want your screenplay to be produced, you need to impress producers with an airtight script. Industry standard in the United States is typically about 90 to 120 pages, and the general rule of thumb being that one page equates to about one minute of screen time, give or take. And again, these pages are generally pretty light on content. Screenwriters use very little prose because prose equates to big blocks of text, big blocks of text equate to longer pages to read and therefore more content to produce on the screen. And so anytime a producer sees a big block of text on your script, that is a big turnoff. Um, and they'll typically toss it away because they have dozens of other scripts they're reading this week that are more airtight, easier to read, and easier to identify as whether or not they're going to be good to produce a movie out of. So if you want to impress producers, be very sparing in your descriptions. And better yet, find brief and simple ways to convey your ideas through your writing. Remember that a picture is worth a thousand words, so come up with the picture that packs the most meaning. This is what separates great writers from the mediocre ones. Now you're probably thinking, Michael, if I cut down on my writing that much, am I going to be limiting my creativity as a writer? And my answer is absolutely not. I think cutting down your writing is a great exercise for any writer, no matter their niche or their form, because it encourages you to pack more meaning into each word. New writers, whether they're writing scripts or books or anything in between, tend to overwrite, describing things in great detail when really only a few details are necessary. The reason this can be a problem is because by over-describing, you actually reduce your audience's engagement. If I were to describe every leaf on every tree in my book, the audience is going to lose the ability to imagine the forest for themselves because I've spoon-fed to them the exact image I want them to see. I forced a more specific image than what was really necessary and ruined the chance to create their own visuals, create their own colors and their own uh, sort of world that they want to um, place the character in. Um, The same thing happens when you're watching a movie. How many times does a character say a line that reveals something that you already figured out based on the visual cues? I just watched the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson last night, and I honestly lost track of the number of times the characters told us something we had already figured out. And don't get me wrong, it was a great movie. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I just honestly think that it was doing such a good job conveying meaning through its visuals and through its, I would assume, descriptions in the script that the dialogue kind of dragged it down at times. Almost like the studio was afraid that audiences weren't smart enough to figure out what was going on without somebody directly telling them. And that to me is the biggest crime of overwriting, underestimating the intelligence of your audience. Remember that people reading your work or seeing your work on the screen, they have read hundreds of books, seen hundreds of movies. They know the routine. They may or may not be writers, but they definitely know what to look for and how to interpret it. So do them a favor, be concise, and leave the best parts to their imagination. A good screenwriting rule to follow that applies to all writing, the best dialogue are the words never said. So hopefully by now I've convinced you to be more economic in your writing, at least line to line. But what about your outline, your scenes, your big picture? Well, screenwriting can be more economic in this sense too. Because you have a loose writing cap of about 120 pages, you probably won't have room to include all your ideas for your story. This forces you to look at your story outline and ask yourself critical questions. What do I need to tell it? Can some of these scenes be combined? Can some be removed? I was reading a book the other day where the main characters crash their enemy's party. And toward the end of the scene, they say, Hey, let's do this again next week, and next time we'll we'll challenge the bad guy in front of everyone. And I'm sitting there like why don't you do it now (laughs) if this were a movie they wouldn't have wasted two scenes on the same thing and neither should you book writing has few limits and while that does give you opportunity to explore and create and be a little more vivid i think in in some of your world building it can also cause you to lose sight of the overarching story um, especially when you get caught up in that prose screenwriting really encourages you to interrogate your story to boil it down to its core elements and to identify what is truly propelling the story forward and what's truly engaging your audience. This is why I gravitated more towards movies rather than books when I was growing up. It just got to the point faster. We didn't spend pages and pages with our characters walking around. I'm looking at you, Lord of the Rings. They packed each scene with as much important content as possible, making for a more exciting pace and a more exciting experience. I thought it'd be fun also to do an example here and dissect a scene from one of my favorite movies the dark knight in the scene i'm going to use uh, which happens about a third of the way into the movie bruce wayne hosts a fundraiser for the new gotham da harvey dent even though harvey's just have had his life threatened by the joker the joker inevitably attacks and faces off with batman the whole scene lasts maybe five to seven minutes and in that time which would equate to about five to seven pages of script, we accomplish all of the following. Number one, Bruce Wayne establishes that he genuinely believes in Harvey Dent. This sets the stage for their relationship throughout the story and is also a setup for the ultimate tragedy that's going to occur toward the end of the film. Number two, Rachel stands up to the Joker, making herself a target in his mind, which again is going to be something that comes back later. Number three, the Joker tells us a story once again about how he got his his scars, and this differs from the first time we heard the story, which reveals a lot about his character. Number four, the Joker establishes by crashing this party that almost no place or person is going to be safe from him in all of Gotham. Number five, Batman and the Joker square off for the first time, which is just a big payoff that we've been waiting for since the start of the story, and probably since we even saw the trailers before it came out. Uh, Number six, through the action that takes place, the Joker establishes his key difference from Batman, that he can take a life, while Batman cannot, which is going to be another setup for the finale of the film. At number seven, Batman also reveals in this scene, through his actions, that he has a weakness for Rachel, which the Joker will exploit later. So that's seven major plot points I counted out um, in just as many pages, and there's probably way more in there that either I didn't mention or didn't even think about. And that's great screenwriting. It's deep, it's jam-packed, and it's fun to talk about. Not that books can't be fun to talk about, too, and fun to dissect, but they just uh, are granted, again, a lot of open space where the author might spend more time on this same scene, just getting everyone to the party. We see all the guests arrive. Um, We get to hear everybody's feelings from each character of how they feel about this party and see them engage at the party and eventually get to the uh, the, uh, confrontation that we've been waiting for. And worse, they might make you wait until the next party to see what happens. And that's just that's just ridiculous. Anyway, in a script, the best rule of thumb is to start each scene late and leave each scene early. When we arrive at the party in the dark night, it's already take it's already begun, things are already in motion and the Joker is not far away. When we cut away at the end, we don't see the end of the party. We don't see any of the aftermath, the cleanup, whether or not the police came with questions. No one's really interested in that because that doesn't affect the overarching story and the audience doesn't need to know it. They just need to know the things that were relevant to carry the story forward. In this case, that Batman and Joker confronted each other. Once that's over, the scene is over. So at this point, you probably think that I hate book writing, and that's not true. I love it. I enjoy it very much. I just think that some authors could probably cool their jets a little bit when it comes to description. But anyway, what I did want to talk about um, in this section are two key elements that come from book writing, which screenwriting does not really offer. These two elements are vivid description and character perspective. As I said before, I think writers can get a little excessive with descriptions, but When it comes to book writing you don't necessarily have those visuals to back you up unless it's an illustrated book so you're forced to elaborate and perhaps write the thousand words that equate to the one picture you want conveyed though i think you could do it in much fewer words to me the writer that can be concise but still vivid in their imagery is the true master of the craft one that can immerse you in both the world and the story until the pages just sift through your hands and you don't even realize time is passing by And as a bonus, if you practice writing prose in your books, that can help arm you with a larger vocabulary and a greater ability to elicit meaning that can help you in your scripts when you really have to dial it down. Character perspective is also a key element of writing books that is largely absent from films. Outside of maybe uh, character narration in a film, you're going to see very little of it. Character thoughts are usually conveyed through the actors themselves, their expressions, their inflections, their reactions. But in a book, Character perspective is one of the main selling points. Readers want to be lost in another person's point of view. They want to feel what the character feels and see the world through their eyes, which is probably going to be a very different world from they're used to. That's a big draw. And only a book can offer that level of depth and complexity. It was one of the hardest things for me to learn when I started writing books because my experience in script writing never prepared me for that element. But once I got used to it, I learned I could gain so much more insight into my character's in fact, I would recommend to any screenwriter to go back and write certain parts of your story in prose, in book short story form, just to learn your characters better. It's something Quentin Tarantino does, and it served him well. So so if it works for him, I think it could work for others too. You may find yourself writing details that will never necessarily be needed or used on set, but they are, I would say, needed for you as a writer just to craft the best story possible. So those were really the main points I wanted to cover regarding screenplays and books. Hopefully my ramblings have given you a little bit of a better understanding of the differences between each form and how writing in either form can benefit you as a writer. But I think the best way to really understand them and to embrace them is to read them. Same with if you want to write books, go read books. If you want to learn script writing and screenplays, go read some screenplays for your favorite movies. Then buy the book version too and see how the book changes from from the movie and and so on. But just immerse yourself in these different forms and you'll start to see how really good writers in each can craft them and and make the experience better. And you might also start to see some of the similarities in storytelling, whether or not they break how they break down into three acts, where those um, those twists and turns are located, and um, how the story is structured to keep you engaged throughout. So go check out some scripts, check out more books too, and hopefully you come away with some new ideas for your own writing. I'm The Mediocre Writer, and thanks for listening.